Happy New Year! It's Upworthy Weekly's Top Stories of the Year Countdown, Part 2. Here are your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry. Well, I'm really letting this play out, huh? I love it. Yeah. Don't you just feel like being really small? Oh, hey! Yes. Hello! I, right, I feel like I'm like toddling out of Santa's workshop oh. after a night of making toys. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Sorry. Oh. Where is this music from? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it's, you know what? I know the artist is uh, mm, copyright free is all I know. Oh, okay. Well, I love it. That You know, the artist who made that, I think they've graduated beyond royalty-free music and should step into the yeah. real world of music. Right. I mean, yes, I agree. My name is Todd Perry, a staff writer here at Upworthy. With me is the wonderful Allison Rosen. Hello. Happy New Year. And uh, unless this is the first time you've heard this show, uh, we do a show called Upworthy Weekly where we go over the most popular and engaging stories that Upworthy has for the week. But right now, you've yes. caught us on number five in our countdown of the top stories of the entire year of 2022. These were the mm-hmm. stories that people just loved. And if you listen to last show, you'll realize a whole bunch of those... And this is just because the audience loves it, is whenever we do things that are based on Reddit. If you look at like the people are sharing stories, yeah. lots of time it's someone on Reddit that asked an intriguing question. And then we turned it into a really cool, compelling story and pulled it out and made it uh, um, interesting, I guess. You turned that coal, that Reddit coal into an upworthy diamond. That's right. That's right. So uh, on this show, we're going from number five down all the way as Bruce uh, Bruce as uh, Rick Dees would say to number one on the <laughs> charts so once again you secured the count from Sesame Street for this Five. countdown it's amazing An Instacart delivery person followed her instincts and ended up saving the life of a customer. Jessica Higgs, a mom who works as an Instacart grocery delivery person, shared a story in an emotional video that illustrates the importance of listening to that inner voice when it prompts you to make sure that something is okay. And uh, this begins with, uh, there was a, a video that was on TikTok that we shared, and the Instacart driver started off the video saying, I just want to start this off by saying, if you see something, say something. Um, I did an Instacart order yesterday, and I'm a little emotional right now, but I did an Instacart order yesterday, and it was a daughter ordering for her older dad that couldn't shop for himself. I do the order. I'm going the extra mile for this customer. Like, I always do, but for whatever reason, this time I was going even farther and checking the back and everything. And um, I take the order, go to drop it off, and she's like, just go ahead and put it on the porch, and he'll get it. I was like, all right, cool, that's what I normally do. 
Um, I get there, and something was telling me, no, you gotta help this man out. And he came out, and I was like, okay, well, let me help you. And I got the groceries, and you're not supposed to go inside someone's house, um, but I used my judgment, and you're just supposed to take a picture and leave. And I could not just leave. I go to message the lady because I was very concerned for her dad that he just looked sick and I didn't know what to do so I said he's not doing good he's sick there's a propane tank in there I was in there maybe five feet and I got dizzy and I said there's gotta be a leak and she was like all right I'll have my son come out she changed her tip from $14 to $100 which I'm grateful for, but I'm crying because of what she commented this morning. And I'll show you. Commented, thank you so much. Once my son went to check on my dad, it turned out it definitely was leaking. You definitely saved my dad and my younger son's life. Only a hundred. No. Just kidding. Uh- <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Actually, the next That's- video she put up, I get the man whose life was saved, the older guy, he made a video saying, I want you and your family to take a cruise around the world. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. All right. I mean, you know how we feel about cruises. We'll get into that in the next story. <laughs> but um, still, yeah, no, this is, uh, it's very powerful. And it's moving. Yeah. And good for her for listening to her gut. She did save their life. And it's also when someone has like an Instacart job or they're driving Lyft or Uber or Uber Eats or whatever, they're just trying to get to the next fare. You know, you're just trying to get mm-hmm. to the next thing. So for her to sit and take that time, time is money. And for her to sit and go, okay, you know what? I'm going to take some time here to see actually what's happening here. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So props to her. And I hope she enjoys her cruise around the world. And maybe if she does, she might run into the people in the next story. Perhaps. A couple in their 50s live permanently on a cruise ship because it's cheaper than a mortgage. Angeline Burke and her husband Richard realized it was actually cheaper to live on a cruise ship than to continue paying their mortgage. Uh, You know, they had they had planned to do this later in life. And then they realized in their 50s they they did the math, they crunched the numbers, and they're like, the time is now. No one's getting any younger. They didn't say that. I'm just imagining. So if I were dramatizing their decision to give up landlocked, blubber, land, you know, life aboard not a cruise ship that the rest of us lead and just hop onto a cruise ship. And so uh, they aim to spend about $100 each night and all told, you know, 36-something a year, Less than the 44000 that was the figure in the story, um, that they would have been spending on their mortgage. And they have done this since May of 2021. Now, we, have, we did do this story originally on the show. I feel like it was met with a great reception, except the specific couple did get in touch with you, yes? Yes. Uh, the, the gentleman that was in the Richard. cruise thing and he he wanted to like fill me out on more of the information which was cool i got to like right. email with him back and forth because the the story was so popular that his like twitter inbox was getting like just blown up cuz all these yeah. people wanted to know about how in the world they got to just cruise for the rest of their life as right. as a retirement but, but then we talked yeah. go ahead and but then um during the 
when when Allison and I spoke about it on this podcast, uh, I had a list. And Allison had some lists of reasons why maybe we wouldn't want to do that. And amongst those with me, I said, you know, uh, I might become a gambling addict because I'm on a boat all the time when there's like a casino, constantly 24-7. Alcoholism could become a problem because uh, I would sit and probably uh, maybe overdo it on the free cocktails all day. Uh, You're not driving. Yeah, but eventually, like, I'd have some kind of, you know, chemical dependency on alcohol. And right. then uh, my, I also complained that maybe, just maybe, like I get tired of the dining options, and then and tired of your wife. Yeah, and that was the that was a, the infidelity. Yeah, it wasn't that I would I would think maybe she get tired of me because as I said, you're sitting there drunk in a hot tub all day, and meeting new randos that are gonna come on the ship, gonna leave the mm. ship. So it's like literally mm. two ships passing in the night. You're gonna have going on, and right. So what's going to happen eventually, you know, someone's libido is going to get the best of them and you're going to have marital troubles and have to get divorced. And so the cruise ship thing just sounded to me like a disaster. And Allison, I forget, what was your your problem that you had with the cruising? I get seasick. Yeah. Mine was just a simple, just a simple vomit based problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, this, us talking about the story went up on Upworthy's YouTube page and I have not read the comments, but Todd did. And some people had some strong. And look, I can't really take issue with their comments. Basically, they're just like, why are we going to listen to these two yahoos talk about cr- the problem with cruise ships when they've never even been cruising? Right. That uh, you called it a boat. It's supposed to be a ship. Right. Apparently, there's like stabilizers and ways they can make it not cause seasickness. I don't buy it. Um mm. What were the other issues? Uh, they were t- with us. Yeah, it was us. We were totally wrong because Kathy <laughs> was her name. Oh yeah, Kathy. Kathy had. A- there was another guy though. Yeah. Also, there was a guy yeah. too. Kathy. Kathy thought that she was like, well, um, most people have casinos in their town, and they're not gambling addicts. Uh, mm. So what? What like? She made it about like my, my personal flaws. Like she was like, there's bars in everybody's neighborhood. And so, and you don't become an alcoholic or whatever. And so she went down all these different things, saying these things are. Um, inf- she debunked you debunked the ships, and she debunked Todd. Yeah, and like the whole thing is like, oh, you think there's going to be infidelity? Well, maybe then you need to think about your marriage, kind of thing. So she she really came at us real hard, not realizing that we were yeah. just kind of making fun. Uh, so that was weird, but. Again, I think the reason why this story was so popular with the Upworthy audience, besides the fact that I wrote it uh, and I did some original reporting, but uh, but the story is uh, there's three reasons. And A, it's aspirational, and that some people are like, oh my God, I never thought about that. What a life that would be. Like, I'd, just, I'd give it up and join the circus, you know, join the Princess Cruise Circus. B, I think some people read the story because they're like, how do people afford that? How do I make that right. work? Yes, it's it seems like something only a billionaire could do. Yeah. And then C, there's a there's an underlying thing there where the the point where it's like it was cheaper than a mortgage. Cuz I think there's a lot of people that think that life in America is just not affordable and that mm-hmm. it is way too hard to get ahead in this world. And there's a lot of people that are mad about that, which rightfully so. You know, and so I think it played into that where it's almost saying like, 
It's so hard for people to get ahead these days. It's actually easier to live a life of luxury than a life of like middle class dreams. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's how unobtainable these types of things are. Uh, that so, I think it kind of is. It kind of I think there's like a negative reason to like this story and a positive reason. And then also I did one this week, which ended up being very popular. And it was about a, a 28 year old that instead of paying for an apartment in San Diego, he bought one above a Croatian cruise line and it's actually cheaper uh, to live on a Croatian cruise liner than get an apartment in San Diego. Wow. So he's doing the same thing they're doing. And no, I guess not because they the, this couple switches ships, but he's just planted on one ship. Right. He paid $300,000 for 12 a 12 year lease aboard a ship that's like based out of Dubrovnik or something. I don't know. Out of Croatia. Mm-hmm. And then he works for Meta, so he just works online. You know, they got good Wi-Fi on there. And then here was the interesting thing. So, you know, so it's like 2,000 a month for what would be the rent. But it's 2000 a month, but that's all you... He pays like a stipend every, every month, and that's for all you can eat, all you can drink, medical care at, on, oh, on wow. the boat. Because they have like a little... You know, I'm sure if you you have a... Need any sort of actual intense anything, he's going to have to hit land. Yeah, yeah. If, if you tear your meniscus on the... Playing shuffleboard, you know, then... Uh, <laughs> so, but... And then also, they, they do your laundry... <laughs> You're not paying for car insurance. You're not paying for a car payment. And so it came out to like 4100 a month for him to live this way, which is like fifty grand a year mm-hmm. um, in living expenses. So that was pretty interesting. Wow. So again, that, that story was popular. So I'm saying out there, people out there who do trending content, do an entire, <laughs> do every story about people who live on cruise ships. I just had no idea that they sell apartments on cruise ships or cruise liners. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. Until that story? No. Is that, and is that like many cruise ships? I think it's kind of a rarity, but this, it was interesting because this company, what they did was they took old kind of outdated cruise ships, bought them and then turned them into floating apartment buildings. Oh, so it's like a houseboat, but it's an apartment. Yeah, but it's just like, but it's lots of, lots of apartments. But does, does it? travel anywhere or does it just stay docked and it travels constantly all over the world that's crazy yeah wow something to think about can you have a pet Mm, maybe you can have a pet if it's like you know you're seeing eye dog or something oh okay got it i don't think so interesting i don't know like my dog archie wouldn't do well on on that boat that would be no That'd be some real, real troubles. Three. Adults share the things that, quote, teens aren't ready to hear. And it's some solid advice for all ages. Again, it's another one of these like Reddit stories where people share all this advice. But the cool thing with Reddit is it gets upvoted. So if you write something, you have an idea, the good ideas float to the top. You know, it's like triple up, trickle up advice. (laughs) Yes, a meritocracy of advice. Yes, but it's like pure meritocracy. You know, every idea comes in. It's just the idea. We don't know who's saying it. We don't know what their agenda is. And if it's Mm -hmm. good, it goes. Right. It's 
It's a blind submission. It's the opposite, Todd, of what you were suggesting last week, which is affirmative action for uggos. Because right. we feel like beautiful people have had a free ride for too long and we're sick and tired of it. Yeah. It's time for the less beautiful to take to over. To inherit the earth, you know. To in- I was just going to say, exactly. Uh, and so adults are sharing things that teens aren't ready to hear. And um, this is some, some good good advice. And it's just like when you're a teenager, when you're in your early, early 20s, you're pretty oblivious to a lot of stuff. But you don't know you're oblivious. And so you're like, you're like a walking version of the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> where you're too, dumb, you're, so right. you're too dumb to know you don't know. Right? Yeah. And um, but, but here's one thing and that teens should know and it's like you won't ever feel different when you're older or have kids you'll just be you yes and that's no one no one's excited to find that out yeah and i it it reminds me of the theme song to your show that you do with greg fitzsimmons when you say you know last thing i knew i was still a kid and now now i'm an adult you know (laughs) right yeah because i think we always think that you know, you always have this concept when you're younger. It's like when I get older and you think that you'll become older and you'll just naturally be wiser and have greater self-control and all these things. But it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you have to kind of develop those because there's some people that they get old and they still act like kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You think that you'll just all of a sudden feel to be an adult. It must feel different. And it doesn't. It's, It's strange how it happened. You know what I always marvel at is I'll be looking at Instagram now and my friends or my friend's husbands, like they all have gray hair now, Mm. but they still, but I don't really look at all of them, not all of them, but many of them, like many people I know. Okay. Let me, let me make this as succinct as possible. When I was young and I was looking at a picture of one of the people I'm talking about, I would have thought that's an old man, but now I don't look at them and think that they're quote unquote old men. And these people aren't, you know, really quote unquote old men, but like, I'm just aware of how I would have perceived these people when I was a kid versus how I perceive them now and their peers. And I don't like it. Getting good at stuff okay. will take time. Sometimes no, lots of time. Just keep going. What's and sometimes you'll spend lots of time on something and you still won't get good at it. That's the human experience. Some things you'll struggle with, some things that you struggle with will become come very easy to others. But some things they struggle with will come very easy to you. Don't be mad that someone possesses skills you don't. And don't be a jerk for possessing skills that many other people don't. So, yeah, I mean, I got the thing where it takes a long time to, do, to get good at stuff. Like, it could, whether it's a professional skill or whether you're learning how to play guitar or what good. And I think, I think too, too, mu- too many times we're raised with this concept of, like, a genius and it's like some you're just born with that talent and you don't have to work at it or practice at it. But uh, to get really good at things, you have to spend a lot of time. And then you'll be amazed one day. You go, oh, wow, I do that way better than I used to. Uh, another thing is one day yes. you too will be old and uncool and it will happen faster than you think. No. I know. It, it happens. It happens when, especially... Nowadays, with with the internet and things moving so quickly, there's stuff I completely do not know about. Oh yeah, and that yes, I'll hear a word, and I'm like, "What is happening?" You know, the arbiters of cool for me. My, I have two nieces, one of one of whom is in college now, so 
It's already too late for her. Uh, but the other one I be- is still in high school. And I did ask her, like, do you know anyone who parts their hair on the side? And she said no. Oh. So there you go. Yeah. You, parting your hair on the side is a lame and I still do it. Oh, that's totally. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. See, I wouldn't even notice. That's the thing. That's I'm, I'm uncool. I don't notice. That's how uncool you are. That yeah. That part is weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you just realize, like, I've been, like, off on the pants game for a couple years. Like. Oh, Yeah. I've been off on the pants game for so long that my pants are back in style now. I'm like, I have got to really like make hay right now. It, like if Daniel's going to get hit by an anvil, mm. now's the time because I wear boot cut pants. I'm currently wearing a, a jacket that I think not, it's not on me right now, but it's over here. It's near my, near me. It's in style right now. It's been in my closet for like 14 years and I haven't worn it. I've just introduced it. So I mean like it's my time, Todd. It's your, it's your time to shine. And then, and then 35 years pass now it'll be your time again when once again yeah i can't wait yeah yeah i i I started realizing and this was maybe pretty early it was like once the strokes came out and with like the super super skinny pants and being a gen Mm -hmm. xer growing up you wore baggy pants everything was about being baggy right? right you always wore like baggy jeans um which then became like mom-looking jeans, you know. But then once everybody got real tight jeans, I was like, nah, I'm not doing the tight jeans thing. And it was also like yeah. when people started wearing the pants that had those um, stains on them, like everybody looked like they slid into third. People had tight pants that had a stain on them. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not wearing stained mm-hmm. pants. What's the point of the, the fake stain on the pants? I don't get the fake stain right. on the pants, you know. So I think that's when I first made an objective choice of I was not going to follow what was happening because I just was not down with it. Mm. Right. Well, what integrity. That's right. And, but then eventually I got some tight <laughs> pants and now I think the tight pants aren't in anymore. So I'm just I'm like. No, here's the thing, Todd. They break you down because at the beginning, you're like, that looks stupid. And then about four years later, when everyone's already moved on, you're like, I think I would like to get some tight stained pants. <laughs> and it's too late. Dang it. And it was also like once everybody yeah. started listening to banjo rock, I was like, nope. Like every band had a banjo player at a certain point. Right. Like, everybody sure. sounded like Mumford and Sons like one week. I was like, no, this is not it's a, good. It's a country bear jamboree. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it was like uh, when bands, every band suddenly had a DJ. Remember that in like 1997? Yes, I sure yeah. do. Like, yeah. Uh, sh- like Sugar Ray, they had a DJ. Yeah, it is funny because it was like, it's Sugar Ray who's making this like super cheesy music. And this is like, and now DJ Assassin. You know, it's yeah. like, well, DJ Assassin and the I Just Want to Fly group? Like, what is what is happening here? Right. I don't right. get it. Sugar Ray? That's how That's how old I am. I'm like, Sugar Ray, those new kids. Oh, you'll appreciate this. Just a quick detour uh, because you're such a Beastie mm. Boys fan. I was having a conversation with Greg Fitzsimmons with whom I do Childish. Uh, we were connected over Zoom. We were talking about the Beastie Boys and we were trying to remember which member is still alive or which members yes. are still alive and who passed away. This is not this is not upworthy, I'm realizing, but it's headed somewhere. And we... He, okay, what happened was because it was Zoom, one of us was saying Adam Yock and the other one was saying DJ Ad Rock or Ad Rock and Adam mm. Yock. And it was like a who's on first of not being able to. Finally, I was just like, I know he's wrong because he's telling me Ad Rock passed away. And I know that's wrong. And he's saying Adam Yock didn't. But it was, uh, took a while for us to 
untangle that one, and I am sorry that I wasted everyone's time with that story. It sounded yes. better in my head. Adam Horovitz, Ad Rock, is alive. Right. Adam Yauk, because there's two Adams in the band, MCA passed away. Right. Two. People are sharing the adult problems that nobody prepared you for. Uh, this is so I feel like this this is the corollary to your yeah. story. Um, so uh, an, something that a lot of the problems have in common is just this sense of being set adrift. As you're growing up, there's like a lot of milestones and rites of passage that everyone goes through learning to read, you know, well, learning, learning to walk, learning to read, uh, you know, graduating, the, driving, getting your, being able to vote, being able to, et cetera. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're sort of thrust into the world as an adult and it's much more amorphous. That's what I have found. Like there's a lot less, uh, no one's really, no one really cares whether you hit those marks in the same yeah. way. Um, so anyway, here are some of the problems that nobody prepared you for that come with being an adult. A lack of purpose, mm. like we were just talking about. Um, no bedtime. Uh-huh. Suddenly, it's up to you. you got to manage that. Yes. People don't prepare you for, uh, for, for dealing with money. For example, and this one was so real to me. 5000 is a lot to owe someone, but it's not a lot to have. Okay. Just basically like how much money you need as an adult. What you think of as a lot of money when you're young, it doesn't go that far when you're grown Right, up. it goes much quicker. Yeah, you're especially when you have kids and mortgage yeah. and all that. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And no one, no one teaches people uh, how to deal with money. It's like this thing. It's like, yeah. I think in smart families, and I think wealthier families tend to do this, where they instill values about money with their kids, and that's because they're people who are smarter with money, right? Uh, and they, they mm-hmm. teach their kids the value of money much more so. I think it's more taboo for people right. who have less money to talk about money. Or it's, it's a weird, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. weird. But I always I have, a, I have a rule yeah. with my wife and we never tell our kid we can't afford something. And since you told me that, I now am aware sometimes <clears throat> of when cost of things or not affording things is brought up in my home. But it, tell me again why you Because I don't want them to grow up with a feeling of scarcity. L- like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like we both had parents that would always just cry poor with every little thing. Oh, we can't afford that. Or the, and it's just like such yeah. a negative mentality. I think the better way for the kid is go, okay, well, you know, that is a bit pricey. Let's work for it. Or let's let's figure out some way to reach right. the goal versus always setting up these barriers. Because you end up having a really weird attitude towards money when you're raised with, oh, we can't afford it. Oh, this is blah, blah, blah. blah. And it, I don't know. It's like, it, and it puts an unnecessary anxiety on your kids, I think. How do you handle situations where something is perhaps overpriced uh. with your kids? Because that was explained to my kid. There are these light up balloons that are sold not legal at just we went to Disconso gardens for a big light show and there were these guys selling balloons outside and each balloon was twenty dollars and we were just like get out of town with these twenty dollar balloons that our kids are now like desperate to have so i know daniel said something like you know there are people in this world who just want to take your money, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to undo that message." <laughs> yeah, that's a little. This is a clip joint, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I don't know. Like I don't want to. I don't want to make him cynical and paranoid before the world does that yeah, to him. That'll happen in know. time. I would just do the eh, not right now. Uh, try to distract, or I didn't bring a caster with me, or right. something you know like that to distract from it. Versus, yeah. Oh my lord, we'll get to heavens. What are you doing? You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Other things that people are sharing that are adult problems that nobody prepared you for. Constant cleaning oh. and constant yes. upkeep. You, I remember realizing that. Like, so let me get this straight. I'm just going to be dusting for the rest of my life because the second you stop, it just builds back up again. I don't like that. And also, oftentimes when I'm in the shower, I'm like, this again? I was just here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll have that with like just going to the bathroom. I'm like, and for the 40,000th time, I'm sitting on the toilet and, you know, th- yeah. this is getting tiresome. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then one that I thought was uh, clever and true, the ti- time changes. But like the way your perception of time changes when you're a kid, a year takes forever. Yeah. I remember as a kid starting in September and thinking, Christmas or winter break is so far away. And now, as an adult, it goes so quickly. Yeah, I wish there was a way to reverse our brain to have that. Same. Because there's some times when I go, oh, this is good, or this is a good time, or I get really scared going, man, time's speeding up. Um, maybe it's just like just everything's going to end really quickly because everything is going faster and faster. It's warp speed. Yeah, now. and then also like time with your kids. Like, oh, my kid's at a really cool age right now. Like, stop stop time. Let's really appreciate this. This is fun before he becomes a snot when he turns 11, you know? <laughs> yeah. It get, gets, gets obnoxious. I know. It happens, you know, I've noticed it happens midway through the third grade. That they turn into snot. They get a real teenager yeah, they, energy? they just get snot. They think they're, they get, they get, um... Get a little. I don't know what the, what the term. They get a little little snotty. I would say because when I used to work at the YMCA, we work with kids, you know, that were school age, and I started to notice, like, you know, the fourth graders were already had some attitude. The fifth graders had some attitude. The other kids were sweet, and it was like right after Christmas break in third grade, the kids would come back like changed. You know, it's wow. like wow. Okay, it's good to know when it's going to happen. We got a little. We have a little. It's like time. when a male chimp hits puberty, and then he's like, "I'm going to eat your face off." But like before puberty, he's yes. like, "Oh," and it's like, "Oh, bubbles, you're so sweet," you know. And then yeah. after that, it's like, "I'm going right, to rip off your right. testicles and eat your nose," you know. Growing up, we had uh, a duck and a chicken, and the chicken died, and then the duck turned really mean. And prior to that, the duck had—I don't know if it was like grieving. I feel like there's somewhere I could look to find out like what explains the change in behavior. But all of a sudden, the duck became super oh. aggressive. <gasps> what if the duck had killed the chicken and my parents covered it up? Dun dun dun! Because they told me the chicken had a heart attack, and like, how do you know? How old were you? It's not like they. Perf- I was probably eight when this happened. The chicken had a. How do you know if a chicken has a heart attack? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's le- it's it was holding its left wing. Um, <laughs> well, my dad's a doctor, so I'm just like, eh, sound, that sounds right. But now that I think about it, it's not like he performed a poultry autopsy or anything. The chicken said, Elizabeth, uh, it's the big one. <laughs> I know. All right. Are we ready for the yes. number one most popular story? I'm doing it. 
Gotta put my prep sheet over to there. Oh, oh boy. My goodness. Oh. oh, it's a doozy. I can't wait. I'm on it, the edge of my seat. I don't even know it what it is. It is a doozy. And I'm trying to find it. I love a doos. <laughs> I could use a doos. I could use a doozy. And oh, here we go. One. Non-Americans are sharing the dead giveaway. Someone is American, and they're pretty right. And this one got millions of views. Uh, we we talked about it previously, and there's a video of us talking about it on YouTube. But I will say this: I was trying to think of why this story. Now, this is basically just a list of different things that people who live in mostly Europe. Um, when they when American tourists come over and they could spot American an American uh, a long way away, and I think this was popular because a the stories were great, I think b people want to know what other people think about them. Yes, and totally. you want to know those hidden things that you do that are cultural that you don't even realize. Right, especially if you're sending a message and you're not aware yeah. of it, you want to know what. And is I think it? on the negative side, there's some people that get a kick out of America bashing, even uh, Americans. There are plenty of Americans that get a kick out of America bashing and going like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about." Oh, what about. dumb Americans we are! You know, I think there's some people that yeah. uh, get that. So, I think s- sometimes the stories that become the most popular are ones that kind of have two different reasons for people to get into them or multiple reasons why, you know, it's not, they just want to find out one piece of information. There's different people are looking at it for something else. And if the story delivers all those different things, then it becomes, you know, more popular. So that's my advice for people out there listening to the show that want to become an upworthy writer. And I really hope that those, (laughs) those kooks over at Buzzfeed aren't listening to me. Give these secrets. Oh, they better not be. They better not be. I don't think the people at BuzzFeed are kooks. It's okay. Uh, so some of them, it was. It started with a Reddit user named I Love Tall Women. That asked the online form. I always love it. It'll be like some um, uh, somebody who writes something really intelligent on Reddit, and then but then their name will always be something that's like mildly disturbing. Right. Yes. Um, and so they said, non-Americans on Reddit, what's a dead giveaway that someone is American? Uh, they want to know what makes us stand out. And said, I'm not American, and I'm curious what other foreigners think. And one of the, mo- the biggest one was, apart from the accent, mostly it's the, quote, prepared for anything look they have about them. A fanny pack, a backpack, bottle water, camera pouch. <laughs> Compared to other tourists, Asians tend to herd together for safety, where, where Europeans vary between the blend-in Scandinavian to the designer brand everywhere French and traffic law avoiding Italian. But these are all stereotypes, people, not to be take, yes, taken seriously. <laughs> but Americans are the only ones who seem to view a perfectly civilized modern city like some kind of uncharted jungle that doesn't have places for shelter or buy cheap bottled water. Another person said, you know, an American, when you can, quote, hear them before you see them. Because we're loud? Yeah. Okay. And this was a positive one. And the guy said, I'm English, but I've lived here for 14 years. And it's pretty obvious just from your demeanor. Americans are generally more confident in the way they present themselves. Most other countries tend to be more reserved. 
Walk into a room full of different nationalities. I guarantee an American person will be the first to introduce themselves. And it's a confidence thing, and I admire it. Yeah, I like that. And this is a good one. Uh, the last one here. It said, when I was visiting Germany in college, a girl said to me, do you know how I know you're an American? You wear white socks. <laughs> what color socks do they all wear? I think people in Europe, they tend to wear different colored socks or black socks. or like We okay. tend to only wear different colored socks when we dress up. Got it. Really? Are you white socks? Oh, I, I, you know what? I am. I am so bad of an American. Guy? Sorry, I figured like the most American sounding thing is sounding John Mulaney. I am so bad yeah. of an American. <laughs> I wear nothing but white socks. But then anyway, he's in the suit, right? So he's, he's probably wearing black socks. But I didn't know you could do such a good Mulaney. Is that a good Mulaney? Yeah, I think. So. I mean, it sounded like it to Thank me. You. Yeah. Thank you. I was wearing white socks and someone came up to me and said, you must be American. I'm totally Thank floored. You. I mean, if if I had to say, which I think is hitting the nail on the head more, your Mulaney or your Count, it's your Mulaney. Uh, 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 uh. No offense. What, what about <laughs> Count oh, Mulaney? Can you count as Mulaney? Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's possible. You can't do Transylvanian well, and now- aggressive Midwesterner. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, in 2022, and uh, hopefully you will hear us throughout all of 2023, as uh, Alice and I are just getting warm. Just warming up, babies. (laughs) White socks. No. Oh, boy. (laughs) What a day. And it was very tough today, you know, on... New Year's Eve to be recording knowing all that champagne tonight. I know. Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Questions, comments, or to tell us about your amazing week, email us at UpworthyWeekly at Upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week.